0: It was very foggy, and they were jogging the battlefield right by Devil's Den, and they saw what they thought were two reenactors. But And they were very dirty, she said, and they were like torn, the clothes were torn, and they looked like they were just haggard and grown-out beards and stuff, and just was like, wow. And she even said to her dad, they're really into it and they were on the other side of the road as they were jogging and they didn't really even look at them or engage them and she said her dad waved but they didn't even really look up and they just kept going and they didn't even think anything of it. Well then that night they're taking a ghost tour, bus tour and the tour guide said we're about to come on to the where the most seen ghosts are seen here at Gettysburg right here by Devil's Den. It's to... Older rebels leaving battle. People see them on this side of the road, walking this way. They're seen constantly here at Gettysburg. And she said her and her dad just looked at each other and were like, oh my gosh.
1: Welcome to Talk with History. I'm your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. On this podcast, we give you insights to our history-inspired world travels, YouTube channel journey, and examine history through deeper conversations with the curious, the explorers, and the history lovers out there. Now, Jen, we just got back from an extended break. We've been mm-hmm. off for probably almost a month now. So if you're listening to this to this podcast, welcome back to you. Welcome back to us. And we've got a whole bunch of stuff that's coming up on the horizon, a bunch of West Western videos, Western history, mm-hmm. little bighorn Wild wow, Bill Hickok, all that fun stuff. So make sure that you're following this this podcast and your favorite podcast player. And we also have a lot of comments and reviews to talk about. So we actually got a review on June 2nd from, I can't quite read the username, Tunirwa. Tunirwa. I don't know. But she left us, I'm assuming it's a she. Five stars. I love history. Raised by going to most every Civil War battlefield, I have something like 70 podcasts in my feed, and this is one of the best. Thank you so much for saying that. That's, Thank you. I, I need that kind of feedback every, every now and then. <laughs> Scott and Jen both make history available to the novice in advanced. Also, their production value is excellent. They are a top contender on knocking the History Channel off their pedestal. So I know that she listens regularly. Yes. Or he... Listens regularly because we talk about that all the time. That we're coming for the History mm-hmm. Channel. One day we will be there in listeners and subscriber count. <laughs> we also got a couple comments on Spotify. So, if you're listening on Spotify, they've rolled out a new feature where people can uh, respond to kind of automatically like a poll or a question or something. And Linda Siddons had commented on the Ronald Reagan episode where you had mentioned the gentleman claiming to be in charge of the White House as the Speaker of the House and actually was Alexander Haig who is Secretary of Defense. Yeah, And I think we had corrected that later. We corrected later on yeah, in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, so thank you for catching that, Linda. That's, that's great feedback. We, we caught that later. And then also, we got another comment from DG Photography on the Lost Colony episode. DG Photography said, I work a lot with the settlements down there in Virginia and there's new evidence indicating they just packed up and left. And that's in reference to the Lost Colony at Roanoke north carolina basically kind of nobody really knew they just kind of just disappeared
0: yeah i remember they had carved croatoa right some of the very
1: first english settlers in america Mm -hmm. period Mm -hmm. Um, and no
0: one knew what happened to them that's why they're called the lost colony Colony. but we surmise that they probably packed up and left
1: yeah and we talked about that on that video but we love that that people were commenting on dg photography so if you want if you listen on spotify feel free to leave us a review or comment we'll definitely read that um, and if you're listening in Apple Podcasts somewhere else, leave us a review. And if we can find the review, we will definitely read it out. I also want to give a shout out. When we were on our trip to Little Bighorn this <laughs> summer, and that's coming up, the video is coming up this summer, we got approached, we got kind of your, Jen, your first fan public recognition.
0: Yes. I was approached by someone at the Battle of Little Bighorn, like the most farthest out parking lot at the Battle of Little Bighorn National Park. They asked me, are you Jen of Walk With History? So it was pretty awesome. Took a picture. Yeah, and I
1: believe that was was Robbie Bryant.
0: Robbie Bryant. Um, Mm -hmm. He's
1: very nice. He said, oh, yeah, I saw your stuff when you were working with JD from History Underground. And if you watch any history on YouTube, you've probably seen JD's videos. He's a friend of ours. So that was just really cool. We told him to give him a little shout out. And then also while we were driving around the country, we kind of wrote our channel name on the back of our window.
0: Yes, uh, we made the history mobile. The history
1: mobile. And we created a Venmo. And if you want to use it, you can. The Venmo is just at Walk With History. Mm-hmm. No spaces. But we, we put it on the back. And we got a, a donation from Sydney. And all that Sydney wrote was just spotted an I-90. And if you know the, the Western kind of part of the country from Montana down. The I-90 is a very long kind of east-west highway. But the most Um, northern one. So I think Sydney donated a couple bucks. And then your friend Lisa actually donated to our Venmo after we posted the picture on Facebook.
0: Yeah, and she's a realtor in the Virginia area, a top-notch realtor. So if you need any real estate information or advice, she's the person to go to Lisa Lynch.
1: So it was super fun getting that. So it was just fun. Again, if you're listening, if you listen for a while Um, or if you're a new listener, we love getting feedback. We love seeing these reviews. Uh, So please feel free to drop us a review or reach out to us at talkwithhistory.com. Shoot us an email. We love love hearing from our listeners. Yes. Thank you to the reviewers, to the folks saying hello out in public. If you see us, please feel free to say hello. And for anybody that comments or donates on our Venmo, which is at Walk With History. Mm -hmm. For the longest time, when Jen and I were dating in our early years of marriage, she would drag me along these ghost tours. And I, not being particularly interested in haunted houses or ghost stories, I, I never really knew why. I would just kind of roll my eyes and mm-hmm. I would do it for Jen. <laughs> right. And then about a year ago, maybe 18 months ago, we went to Colonial Williamsburg and did a ghost tour walking near George Wythe's house. Mm-hmm. And I finally realized, Jen, why you like doing ghost tours so much is because they're all about history. So Jen, you've done a lot of ghost tours, but tonight we're actually talking about Gettysburg. Yes. So let's talk about Gettysburg and ghosts.
0: Sure, yeah, you're right. We have a lot of history of ghost tours. Every place we live, lived, San Diego. San Diego claims to have the most haunted house in America. We've done them in Dublin and Colonial Williamsburg, which we learned all about George With. We didn't really know about him until that ghost tour.
1: And, and that's, that, that was kind of the light bulb moment for me. Mm. Now it only took, what, 13, 14 years of marriage for me to <laughs> finally figure that it. out, that <laughs> the reason that you like these ghost tours so much is so much history. Because really, if you've ever been on a ghost tour, and if you're listening, we'd be curious to hear kind of what ghost, what your favorite ghost tours have been. Yes. But you go on the ghost tour, and they tell you all about what happened, and obviously it's scary, and they kind of spice it up a little bit, you know, but it's all history.
0: It's history. You got to make sure, so it's, it's. I would say it's foundational history. Sure you've gotta make sure the story is true. Right. So we'll talk about something that even in the Gettysburg ghost Tour, that's not exactly true, but it embellishes the story. So it makes it even more romanticized. So you gotta make sure that the history is accurate. But when you do listen to the ghost story and you go back to research it on your own, it usually has some facts, some historic fact to it and that's what i love most about the ghost tours.
1: Yeah, there, there's there's some historic fact and then there's obviously like local lore. Yes. what people said, yes. rumors, yes. you know, all that stuff.
0: And then Gettysburg is known for its ghost tours. So Yeah,
1: so so talk about Gettysburg and you know, the time that you went out to this one, i actually wasn't there. You weren't there you were with me. There, you were there by yourself. I did a 3-day,
0: well we did a three-part series to this. Yep do we talk about strong Vincent? I think I just do a little overview of Gettysburg or yeah. I do the Gettysburg address. Gettysburg address. You went,
1: you went to the location where Lincoln spoke. Where
0: he spoke in the Evergreen Cemetery, yep. which is not actually in the National Cemetery. He's actually standing in the Evergreen Cemetery, which is the the civilian cemetery of Gettysburg. And then we did a ghost tour. And I always wanted to do a ghost tour. Yeah. So if you remember Gettysburg is happening July 1st, 2nd and 3rd, 1863. It will have the most casualties of any battle in the Civil War. So the most killed. And because it happens so fast and because Lee retreats and the Union basically chases him, there's not a lot of time to bury the dead. So a lot happens to the dead in this time frame. They're left outside for a long periods of time. This is July, this yeah. is Pennsylvania and the I'm humidity bloated bodies. So a lot of times in the initial battle, first couple weeks after, they just buried people where they lie. Like they would go out to the battlefield and just bury graves. Then later they disinterred those graves and put them in the cemetery.
1: That's the National Cemetery there. The
0: National Cemetery there. Then they disinterred most of those Confederate graves and took those back to places like Hollywood Cemetery in Richmond. Yeah, closer, closer yes. to home. For so a lot they of those took the Confederates down. back. So people have been moved often in Gettysburg. And that doesn't mean that they don't find the random body here and there because they do, and it doesn't mean they got everybody. And with all that death comes these ghost stories. Plus, it, it, there's a lot of unknown. Yeah, soldiers. I, and there,
1: I, I think that's where a lot of it starts to stem from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unknown and there's a couple questions and then someone sees something once and boof yeah all of a sudden you have a ghost you know yeah. a, a ghost story on your hands
0: so so many of these men are unidentified right and so nobody knows for sure how many and then who and one of the stories we start off with is is a unidentified soldier who dies holding a photograph that's right right and so. This photograph is found by a young girl, and she takes it back to her tavern. And this journalist sees the photograph, and he's, I should run that photograph in the paper. And
1: it's a, it's a photo. Was it three kids or like a wife and two kids? No, it's like three that? children. Three children and
0: two boys and a girl. And like it, the, it looks like the two older children are on either side of a younger boy in the middle. And the person dies holding this picture. And so there's no other distinguishing facts about this body except for that picture so they run the picture in the paper now you remember Gettysburg happens in July picture is run in October and identified in October and they identify it as Amos Humston. and his wife sees the picture and recognizes him so she hasn't heard from him from since July oh wow so since so July to October this is when she sees the picture and I'm not saying that was common but it's more common than not common and At least she knows that's where he died because how else would you know where your significant other fell? You don't know. And that's where these unknown soldiers would be. I'm sure
1: what happened a lot back then was just the husband never came home,
0: never came home. And so you didn't really know where this was the last letter you got. And hopefully someone knew him or saw him, or maybe you got a story. Maybe you didn't. Who knows when she actually, she sees this picture uh, of the three children. I'm standing kind of outside the cemetery Doors. That's where they believe that he fell in that area there. There was a lot of fighting right there on that main street that first day. That's Baltimore Street. And right where I'm standing is not only where they believe he died, but it's also what would become the orphanage. And that orphanage is basically like an orphanage and widow's house for the people of Gettysburg or the Battle of Gettysburg. And so Humpston's wife actually will be the first mistress of that house with oh, her three children. And, and
1: if and if folks are curious to watch the video so you can see what, what Jen's talking about, mm-hmm. I will link our three-part series in the the video, the description of this podcast. So in your podcast player, you can you can find that or you can go to our, our channel and search for, for Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. But if you're curious to watch the videos after this to, to kind of see what we're talking about.
0: Yes. So that's basically... And I'm going to get into this first ghost story. So this national homestead at Gettysburg, also called the Gettysburg Orphanage, a widow's home, opens in October of 1866. So this is three years after the Battle of Gettysburg. The first matron is Humpston's widow. Her three children are there. And it's people say they really love her. She does a great job. But then it's the second person after she leaves, she's replaced by a Rosa Carmichael. And that's when the history takes a turn for the worse. And this is where all the haunting stories come from because she's a cruel disciplinarian. Oh, really? She has a dungeon in the bottom of the orphanage. She abuses children down there if they're w- bad. Was this
1: all just kind of reported later because she got in trouble? Yes,
0: yes. And she got in a lot of trouble. And it's actually so we. Our ghost tour takes you like kind of behind and they say there's been people witnessing kids' faces in the windows and things like that. And so it's a popular spot for paranormal investigators, ghost hunting, ghost adventures came, spent the night in the basement trying to communicate with Carmichael's ghost. It's also oh, been featured in other travel channels. It's like channel. one, one of those shows. One or of those almost. shows. Yeah, the
1: shows is actually try to stay yes. the night there.
0: So you can't, right now it's not open for tourists inside, but it's part of the ghost tour outside to walk around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and you're right in the center of the action there so remember if you go to that orphanage you're right beside the cemetery which is right across from cemetery hill cemetery ridge where that first day of battle took place you're kind of catty corner to the jenny wade house that's the only civilian casualty of gettysburg and so you're right in the center of everything right there so that most ghost tours are going to take you on that property and tell you the story of the orphanage, tell you the story of the terrible headmistress and some of those graphic stories and then the haunting of the children today who are still in that home.
1: Yeah. No, that's that that was an interesting one. It sounded and there's a couple. Is was there a couple kind of ghost tours or was that kind of the the primary one there in Gettysburg?
0: So there's a couple. I did two of them. Yeah. I did a daytime one and I did a nighttime one. And of course there's a couple different companies and we'll talk about the company that I used yeah. but it, you can do many different ones and like I said we really didn't venture onto the battlefield you aren't allowed to go on the battlefield after sundown Oh really? Yeah, so the ghost stories have to kind of stay on the stand on the outside of the battlefield and talk about it. But they claim that Gettysburg is one of the most haunted places because of all the people that died there. Yeah. And so you'll see many ghosts shows where they put microphones at devil's den because it was a, a strong influence of, of rebels who were killed at devil's den.
1: Now we we had, a, we had our friend Courtney. Yes. Do you want to talk, you, do you want to kind of tell her story?
0: Sure. So I always say, so the microphone at devil's den, I'm just going to tell you, they, they catch, they, they claim to catch r- people yelling at night or people whispering to each other or things along that nature. You can watch any of those on TV and you can decide for yourself. My friend Courtney, so I love Gettysburg. We've talked about this. I love going at the golden hour. That's the first hour after sunrise. That's when the park opens. Parks open sunrise to sunset. And so if you can get out there early, if you stay at a place close enough and you can get out to the battlefield right as the sun rises, like I did, you can jog it. And it's a beautiful jog and it's a great place. It's safe and it's groomed and nobody's there. It's like you have the place to yourself. If you see our video from Gettysburg, I'm at devil's den by myself yeah I mean that's really unheard of especially in the summer I wasn't there and I was in September but in the summer to be anywhere in Gettysburg by yourself is rare so my friend Courtney your friend Courtney we know her from the Navy went to the Naval Academy and she would meet her dad sometimes in Gettysburg to jog the battlefield because it was close it's close enough to D.C. yep and it's a great, like I said, it's a great jog. And one morning, dusk, it was very foggy, and they were jogging the battlefield right by Devil's Den, and they saw what they thought were two reenactors. But again, the park's only open from sunrise to sunset, and they had just gotten there at sunrise. So it doesn't mean that it's not reenactors out there at sunrise, it's just Why? and they were very dirty she said and they were like torn the clothes were torn and they looked like they were just haggard and grown out beards and stuff and just was like wow and she even said to her dad they're really into it and they were on the other side of the road as they were jogging and they didn't really even look at them or engage them and she said her dad waved but they didn't even really look up and they just kept going and they didn't even think anything of it well then that night they're taking a ghost tour bus tour and the bus tour is it's before the sun goes down. They're allowed to, they were driving the battlefield and the tour guide said, We're about to come on to the where the most seen ghosts are seen here at Gettysburg, right here by Devil's Den. It's two older rebels leaving battle. People see them on this side of the road, walking this way. They're seen constantly here at Gettysburg. And she said, Her and her dad just looked at each other and were like oh my gosh and the way the tour driver described them it was like the description was to a t of the two men that they saw that's so crazy and she said she said it makes her hair stand up even when she thinks about it and talks about it and so for me i always again i find that fascinating and interesting i've never seen a ghost so but I want to get out there, and I want to, and like I said, I went to Devil's Den by myself. I didn't see any ghosts, and you can watch a video, and I, I even say in the video, if you see anything behind me in the video, I'm here by myself. But because of those types of stories, it's one of the most visited paranormal places, and that's where you'll see all these ghost hunters go to Devil's Den, of all places that will go to Devil's Den more than any other location in Gettysburg.
1: You and I were talking before we went live here we interviewed History, Eddie from History Unlimited mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's a reenactor. Yes. So he's he's pretty big on Instagram if you look him up, History Unlimited on, on Instagram. But he's a reenactor. He's been doing it since he was young, since he was a teenager. And he told us a story once where he actually got mistaken f- at, for a ghost in Gettysburg because he was out there one year for a reenactment.
2: My, my favorite Gettysburg ghost story, real quick, is the ghost story where I was actually the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and we were yeah we were down there for the filming of okay. the movie Gettysburg and you know reenactors were funny people we like to dress up in our uniforms even though we're not reenacting we <laughs> go out to dinner and everything good <laughs> bars and all that well I just happened to go out into the national cemetery out there and was walking around and there was this newlywed couple that was at the hotel we were staying at and my parents are outside and I come walking out of the cemetery and I'm in my full union uniform, my sword, my ostrich plumed hat and everything like that. And all of a sudden the married couple turns around and freaks out. And they <laughs> ran to the manager <laughs> and said that I, they saw a ghost coming out of the cemetery. So the manager comes back and I had gone into the the room thinking that I didn't know what was going on, right? So I come out with the uniform and they look like they had literally seen the ghost. They're all pale. My parents are like, Oh, that's just my son, you know, <laughs> oh my God, we're gonna leave. You know? <laughs>
1: But they said this couple walked out, saw him turned around and just beelined back into the hotel <laughs> and they were just freaked out. And apparently they mistook him for a, a ghost. ghost walking out of the cemetery in period garb. <laughs> and he had been in it all day. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of just like sweaty and stuff like that. And he just laughs about it. And he found about it, he found out about it because like he had walked into the hotel and he was in the hotel lobby, right? Just kind of being normal. Yeah, and that I think the hotel staff had said something to him, and they just kind of laughed about it, right?
0: So, speaking of the cemetery, there is a ghost story associated with the cemetery. Okay. So they said there was a soldier, w- William Edward Miller. He was an American soldier who fought with the Union Army in the Civil War, and he received the highest award for for bravery during combat, the Medal of Honor, for actions at taken on July third during the Battle of Gettysburg. He was ordered to keep his company stationed on a hill. He disobeyed these orders and led a surprise attack against a Confederate charge. And he's said to have saved Gettysburg for his decision to break rank. And he was claimed to be the first time in military history where a soldier was awarded for disobeying a direct order. So he later passes away. He's later buried at the Gettysburg Cemetery, but his marker doesn't identify him as a medal of honor recipient
1: which that's not too common i mean it's not unheard of
0: yeah today we they do that today we do so in back in the day that wasn't a norm okay it wasn't it wasn't a norm if you were awarded the medal of honor for it to automatically be put on your tombstone gotcha now it is now, usually they do them in gold writing. We talked about Audie Murphy, yep. didn't want his in gold writing, but his still says Medal of Honor on it. And so they replace everybody who has received the Medal of Honor. Everyone's tombstone has been replaced if it's okay with their family with gold writing, Medal of Honor, and it says it on there. And so the story was: until his tombstone was replaced and he was identified as a Medal of Honor recipient, he wandered the graveyard. His uh, ghost wandered the graveyard. Oh, interesting! And so, so that was like we were standing at the cemetery. We went to his grave. His grave is is right when you first walk into the cemetery. It's to the right, so it's a very easy one to find. And you stand there and you look at it, and and the tour guide was like before this identified him as a Medal of Honor recipient, his ghost would wander the graveyard waiting to be recognized for his valor at Gettysburg. So I thought that was pretty
1: interesting. I mean, a part of me, I alluded to it in the beginning that I would always kind of roll my eyes whenever he used to drag me on ghost Mm -hmm. tours. But after a while, the one part I did appreciate is the theatrics of the the tour guide, especially if they were one of the better ones, you Mm -hmm. know, and they can kind of really get you into the story. Like, that they always usually get a chuckle or two out of the group and stuff like that. So, so that that always is is kind of fun.
0: And they really do get into it, and it is you feel you're there, you're being entertained, right? Because you're paying for this ghost tour, and you want to learn about the people of that time. Uh, I
1: mean, I can totally see you giving ghost tours. hundred <laughs> percent. Totally.
0: I would like to be the people who like sit at the gravestone and dress up as the person who died and tell their story. I like that.
1: Like more reenactor. Yeah, more reenactor. That was
0: something I would be interested in doing. So one of those stories that I learned a lot of that day was General Reynolds. So when you first walk into the Gettysburg Veteran National Cemetery now, the one where those soldiers are buried, there's a huge statue when you first walk in. It says General Reynolds on it. And General Reynolds is the first general killed at Gettysburg. He's killed that first day. And he's killed. He leads his men on a charge and he's shot pretty much right away in the back of the head. And the ghost story they tell around him. So I learned much more about him because I didn't know a lot about him. He's not buried there. He's actually buried in his hometown of Lancaster, Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah, he's not as much of a household name when it comes to Gettysburg. No,
0: but the ghost story was significant. So at 237 Steinware, which is like the intersection of the two main roads there in the downtown of Gettysburg where a lot of the first day battle took place is an old stone building and now they do old time photographs in there but that building was there during the battle of Gettysburg and when Reynolds is killed his body is brought into that building now the story goes and this part of the story is true is he had a fiance her name was Kate Hewitt And they had not told their families they were engaged yet because one was Catholic, one was Protestant, and they had been writing letters to each other. She had his West Point ring. He had a locket of her hair and and, and like a gold charm from her that he wore. And so the first time the families even learned of her was when they got his body and they found trinkets of her on him and then contacted her. And then she met them. On July 3rd, so not two days later, right? She lived in Maryland, so not far. And then he's buried on July 4th. So really, when you think about it, it happens really quickly. Now, the story goes, she was on her way to Gettysburg to meet him to have a rendezvous because nobody quite knew that this battle was going to take place in Gettysburg. And she gets there just as he's been killed. And so she sits with his body in that kitchen of that stone building there on that street and weeps and cries with him. And the story goes, you can walk by that building at night sometime and see the light on in the back kitchen and a woman in a period dress crying and weeping. Well, the truth is she didn't even know he had died. She didn't find out until her fam- his family had gotten. His body found the things on him and was able to get in touch with her. And that's when they all met. When she comes to Lancaster to meet the family for the funeral is when she sees his body for the first time dead. And the family learns of who she is. Now she never marries; She joins a nunnery. They vowed that if they didn't marry each other, they would never marry. And so she doesn't, but, that's a part of the story that it has some fact.
1: Yeah, but the story kind of grew longer
0: legs than yes, the facts. Yes, yes. And then if you're ever walking by that building and you see a light on, you're like, is this the ghost right. back there, right? when So his body was taken to that building and that in itself could be a ghost story. But to embellish it with this tragic love story, which is a true tragic love story, But to put her in that place as well, and to put her as part of that whole story, I thought was interesting. But I learned about that story because of the ghost tour. Which again, another reason why I love ghost tours.
1: Yeah, and if you're if you are interested in getting out to Gettysburg, right, you're listening to this and you're driving up there for the summer or something like that, and you you want to do a, a ghost tour, I will link the the company that you used. I think we linked them in our video. Yeah, Gettysburg and, Ghost Tour. Gettysburg Ghost Tour. So I'll I'll put that link in the the show notes description if if you're curious. So so definitely check that out.
0: Yeah, they were fantastic. I definitely would recommend taking uh, taking a ghost tour because it's, it's something to do at night. Because I'm like I tell people. The battlefield is closed at night. So So this is perfect. You could find a talk if you could go to one of the museums or one of the local universities there and find someone giving a lecture. If not, do a ghost tour. But another great place to go would be Dobbin's House. And that's another ghost story centered around this house. So Dobbin House Tavern, also located on Steinware Avenue, 89 Steinware Avenue, is the oldest house in Gettysburg. It was an old tavern. It was built in 1776. And it was for Reverend Alexander Dobbin and his family. And he had 10 kids. His wife passes away. And then he marries a widow with nine kids. So there's 19, 19 kids. God bless that man. <laughs> so they open a school as well. Why not? I have 19 kids. Might as well open a school, <laughs> yeah. right? So the second floor of Dobbin's house becomes a school. It's also a stop on the Underground Railroad, although that has not been substantiated. People do believe because he was a pastor and because it was a very active tavern, it was a good stop on the Underground Railroad. Today, it's like a five-star restaurant. If you want something to do in the evening, go to Dobbin Tavern, have some great food, have some great alcohol, have a great time like and you can sit outside and it's just a really great location right in the heart of Gettysburg with a ton of history around it and ghost stories around it so because of the children associated with the family and the school they claim that there's children ghost children who run around the tavern
1: is that is that the one where people say that like for cakes yeah, building looks it,
0: like a little finger it had, looks
1: like little kid fingers have taken yeah icing, a, out, of icing cake.
0: out of the cake okay. or, and i i mean honestly if i was a chef there i'd be doing that to all the cakes, <laughs> of course because, first of all, I would want to eat the icing and then I'm going to keep up this ghost story. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that
1: got there. I swear <laughs> I just finished this cake.
0: Yes. And then there's a African-American child that they see who might have been associated with the Underground Railroad, who also makes their presence known, I guess, in Dobbins House. But one of the cool things they do have there that is actually something you can see with your own eyes is at night there's a silhouette on the second floor from the rocks that looks like a silhouette of Abraham Lincoln. Yeah,
1: so you took a picture of it mm-hmm. at night and I actually show it, it's, it's, it's pretty clear in the video. So again, if you wanna go check out the video after you listen to the podcast, I'll link it in the show notes, but it's it's very clear and, and you look at it, you're like,
0: oh yeah, that, that kind of does. Yes, so if you're visiting Gettysburg, I would recommend spend your day battlefield. Definitely do a tour and definitely try to get there early if you want to have some alone time on the battlefield. But at night, you can do one of these ghost tours. You can go to Dobbins Tavern for dinner and there'll be more stories to tell. Like I didn't really get into Jenny Wade house. They did tell the story about Jenny Wade house being haunted by Jenny Wade herself, who shot through the back while she's making bread in the house. Because I said, the battle took place right on that main street that first day. And you'll learn about Jenny Wade. And she's also buried right there in the Evergreen Cemetery. So basically right across the street from where that happened. But yeah, I definitely recommend the Gettysburg Ghost Tours. We did a Candlelight Tour. I did a Cry Battle Tour. And they were pretty awesome.
1: No, it's super fun. And it's fun to talk about these. And thank you for joining us as we explore the history and mystery of the ghost tours at Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. We hope you enjoyed learning about the the haunted history of some of this iconic location and maybe even adding some of these tours to your travel bucket list. So don't, and don't forget to check out our website at talkwithhistory.com. And as always, if you know someone who loves history or is interested in ghost tours, share this episode with them and help us grow our community. We'll be back more next week with more fascinating stories from the past. And again, we've got a lot of fun history and episodes coming up. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Thank you.